Welcome to the Neshama Project Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. This is episode 8. Today we're going to be continuing our study of the seven lower sefirot because we are in the midst of the counting of the Omer, which are the 49 days between Passover and Shavuot. Passover being our holiday where we celebrate freedom from slavery to those things that bind us, to those things that hold us back. And Shavuot being that holiday where we celebrate the giving of Torah, the giving of wisdom, the giving of revelation. We are instructed in the Torah and by the rabbis to count every day of the Omer, and the Jewish mystics, the Kabbalists, embraced this practice and related it to the lower seven sefirot, the lower seven of the emanations of infinity from Ein Sof, from the infinite. And each emanation represents a different quality, which is in the universe and in ourselves as human beings. Each week is a different sefirah, a different emanation, and every day of that week is that emanation as reflected through the other seven lower sefirot. Last week was the week of chesed, or love without limits, and if you want to learn more about that, you can listen to last week's podcast, episode 8 of the Neshama Project. This week, I'll be bringing forth some teachings and some texts about the next sphira, which is the sphira of Gevura, strength, or Din, judgment. And this sphira is juxtaposed to the sphira of Chesed, that of love without limits. And it sort of provides a balance, whereas love without limits is an outgoing force of just giving, giving, giving. Gavura, or Din, is an inward turning force where one places limits and boundaries. So I'm going to start by just saying a little bit more about Gavura, then I'll bring forward some texts which relate to Gavura. I wanted to bring forward one text from the Talmud, and then uh, one text from the Tanya, which is sort of the foundational text of Lubavitch Hasidism, and then one from the Ma'ore Naim, which is Rabbi Menachem Nachem of Chernobyl, and then two modern thinkers, uh, Rabbi Dr. Arthur Green, one of the founders of Neo-Hasidism, and Rachel Pollock, a, a sort of New Age tarot author um, and thinker. So let's begin by just talking a little bit about Gibura. As I said, uh, Gibura is sort of a balance to the previous Svira, Chesed, which is the fourth Svira down from Keter, which is the first Svira. And Gibura is the fifth Svira on the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. And after Chesed, it's the second one that's really sort of 
dealing with our emotional world. The first three Svirot, Keter, Chochma, and Bina, are more uh, spiritual and intellectual. This Svira and Chesed uh, is when we begin to talk about more emotional qualities of the universe and more emotional qualities inside of ourselves. So Gevura is really the essence of judgment and limitation, and it often corresponds to making boundaries, going inward, all of those sort of contracting, inward-moving energies. In the Sefer Habahir, uh, a late an uh, antique, if not early medieval text, uh, it says... Who are the officers? We learned that there are three. Strength, Gavura, is the officer of all the holy forms to the left of the Blessed Holy One. He is the angel Gavriel. And Gavriel is associated with the color red. So, another quote from the Sefer Habahir. It says, what is the fifth utterance. Fifth is the great fire of God, of which it says, let me see no more of this great fire, lest I die. Deuteronomy 18, 16. This is the left hand of God. Gvura is understood as God's mode of punishing the wicked and judging humanity in general. It's the foundation of stringency, absolute adherence to the letter of the law, and strict meeting out of justice. And as I said, this stands in stark contrast to chesed. But whereas you might think of gavura as sort of evil and negative and chesed as positive and good, you might think about the idea of boundaries and how important they are for proper growth um, and how important it is to set healthy boundaries. And really, the two of them are created together as to balance each other. And the next sphera, which is Tiferet, is the proper balance of chesed and gavura, of love without limits and boundaries. So let's begin reading some of these texts. The first text that I'd like to bring forward is from the Talmud. And... It is from Chagiga 12a, and it says, Rav Yehuda said that Rav said with regard to the same matter. When the Holy One of Blessing created the world, it continued to expand like two balls of a warp, whose cord lengthens as they unravel until the Holy One of Blessing rebuked it and made it stand still. And this is the same as that which Reish Lakish said, What is the meaning of that which is written, I am the Almighty God, El Shaddai, Genesis 7.1? It means, I am she who said to the world, Die, enough, instructing it to stop expanding. Next, we're going to be reading a short excerpt from the Tanya, which is an early work of Hasidic philosophy by Rabbi Shnor Zalman of Liedi, 
the founder of Chabad uh, Lubavitch Hasidism, and it was first published in 1796. Its formal title is Likute Amarim, Collection of Statements, but it's more commonly known by its opening word, Tanya, which means it was taught in a Baraita. So Chabad uses the Tanya as their central text. It's sort of the central text of Chabad philosophy, and it uh, presents a very particular approach to mysticism, uh, which is peculiar to Chabad, and it's relate, though related to uh, Hasidism and a Hasidic outlook in general. So just keep that in mind as I read this short quote from the Tanya. And just as it is impossible for any creature's mind to apprehend her attribute of gedula, and gedula is the same as chesed, or love without limits here, greatness, which is the ability to create a being out of nothing and give it life, as it is written, the world is built by chesed, Olam Chesed Yibaneh, Psalm 89.3, so is it likewise impossible for her to apprehend the divine attribute of Gevurah, which is the quality of Tzimtzum, condensation, contraction, concentration, and restraint of the spreading forth of the life force from her Gedula Chesed. Gevurah prevents the spreading forth from descending upon and manifesting itself to the creatures to give them life and existence in a revealed manner, but rather with her face concealed. For the life force conceals itself in the body of the created being, and it appears as though the body of the created being has independent existence and is not merely a spreading forth of the life force of, and spirituality as the diffusion of the radiation and light from the sun but as an independently existing entity. Although, in reality, it has no such independent existence and is only like the diffusion of light from the sun, nevertheless, this concealment is the very gavura, restraining power of the Holy One of Blessing, to condense the life force and spirituality with which issues from the, quote, breath of her mouth, unquote, and to conceal it, so that the body of the created being shall not become nullified. The next text is from the book Ma'ore Naim, which was written by Rabbi Menachem Nachem of Chernobyl, who was one of the early Hasidic masters. And this is in his commentary to the Torah portion told out. Just as the creation of the world was intentionally by means of chesed, loving-kindness, expansiveness, and gavura, strength, constriction, boundaries, so too are the Creator's actions in the world. Before any chesed comes to the world, whether in general or in particular, even to one person, there first needs to be a contraction, which comes from the side of gavura in order to limit the emanation of the chesed so people can receive it. This is the mystery of the binding of Isaac by Avraham. Avraham brought the quality of chesed from above to the people of his generation. As scripture says, 
Avraham, my beloved, Isaiah 41, 18. For through him the quality of chesed and love were drawn into the world. But because of the greatness of the manifestation of the light of chesed, it would have been an essentially self-defeating action because it would have overwhelmed people. There was, therefore, a drawing down of Gevura, which is, quote, the fear of Isaac, unquote, the fear and awe that manifested in the world through Isaac. The next text comes from Rabbi Dr. Arthur Green in his book, Ehiyeh, A Kabbalah for Tomorrow. He writes, Chesed is the God of love, calling forth in us the response of love. Chesed in the soul is our love of God and all of God's creatures, our ability to continue this divine flow, passing on to others the gift of love. Gevurah represents the God we fear, the one before whose power we stand in trembling. Rather than personifying a childish fear, the cringing of a guilty youngster before a punishing parent, Gevurah represents our awe before the majesty and magnificence of the cosmos, the, small the smallness we feel as we open ourselves to the totality of being. Here we are reminded of our own mortality and limited strength as we contemplate the endless power of the one compared to the briefness of each human life. It is no wonder that the Kabbalists see chesed as the faith of Abraham, described by the prophet as, quote, Abraham who loves me, unquote, as chesed is first to emerge within God. Abraham is the first of God's earthly followers, the man of love, the one who will leave everything behind and follow God across the deserts. He offers to God the gift of his entire life. He is even willing to place his beloved son upon the altar. Gebulah, on the other hand, represents the God called, quote, fear of Isaac, unquote. This is the divine face Isaac sees when bound to that altar, confronting the God he believes is about to demand his life. Isaac's piety is of a different quality than of his father's. Trembling obedience rather than love marks his path through life. Here we have one of the most important moral lessons of Kabbalah. Judgment untempered by love brings about evil. Power obsessed with itself turns demonic. Evil is not some distant for force. It resides within each of us. As it exists in the cosmos as a whole, the result of an imbalance of inner forces. Neither the world nor the self can do without Gevurah, represented in the person by self-restraint, strength of character, and the knowledge of how to act appropriately in any given situation. We must constantly ensure, though, that enough love and compassion break through these restraints, or else we are in grave danger of harming ourselves and those around us, upsetting the balance of our own inner lives. Anger, in particular, is frowned upon by the Kabbalistic ethos, which always wants us to lean toward the right or chesed side of the self, 
making sure that our love remains strong and is free to flow. This next text is from Rachel Pollock, who is a poet and an author of books on the tarot and also an author of fiction books. Kevula. From Chesed, the energy moves across the tree to Chesed's partner, Gevula. Gevula brings in the dimension of time, and therefore decay and loss, but also the possibility of growth. It may seem to us that objects like a table or a book just exist, and time somehow passes around them. However, Einstein demonstrated that we cannot describe space and time as two separate qualities, but must talk of space-time. Thus, Gevura completes the emergence of the divine energy into what we might call a usable form. In Gevura, the expansive energy of Chesed takes shape. If it simply poured forth, it would overwhelm existence. So Gevura heads the lower pillar of contraction. Torah teacher Avigail Lansman describes it as a diamond cutter. Chesed may produce beautiful raw gems, but until Gevura cuts and shapes it and brings out the facets, we cannot appreciate the perfection. Alan Moore describes Gevura as the place where energy becomes purged of any impurities or weaknesses. As Moore has one of his characters, a street-tough angel, say, Quote, it ain't that the universe is cruel or unkind, it just can't afford to get sentimental, unquote. Compare this to the New Age statement, quote, just ask the universe, it will give you everything you need, unquote. Both statements are true. The second is chesed, the first, gevuah. Kabbalists often describe gevuah as the most severe place on the tree, a testing point. If we think of ourselves as traveling upwards on the tree, in a sense, back to our origins, then Gevurah becomes the place where we must shed our own weakness before we can revel in the overwhelming love and mercy of Chesed. This holds especially for the weaknesses we do not acknowledge in ourselves, those we keep hidden or deny, those we project unto others. It may seem unfair that we must pass through the harsh light of Gevurah before we can go to Chesed, but how can we accept the mercy of divine grace until we accept who we truly are? As well as Gevurah, power, and Din, judgment, this Sfirah sometimes bears yet a third name, Pachad, translated by the old expression, quote, fear and trembling, unquote. For the ego, this can become a hard place the dark night of the soul. For the spirit, however, our true selves, it becomes a great blessing, as wonderful as chesed. Gevurah gives us the chance to free ourselves. We learn who we really are, and we learn to let go of our defenses. The term din, or judgment, for the sefirah does not mean primarily that God or some outside power judges us. Instead, it gives us the ability to understand ourselves and to make choices. Remember that this is the second day of creation when God separated the waters above from the waters below. 
We invoke the adage, as above, so below, to remind us that our small lives mirror the cosmos and divine truth. But if there was no separation, then we could not exist as individual beings. A poignant story from the legend of the four rabbis who entered paradise illustrates this. The second of the rabbis, the one who went mad, was named Ben Zoma. Shortly after the event, a friend of Ben Zoma's, another rabbi, was walking with his students when he saw Ben Zoma standing by the road, a strange look in his eyes. Gently he called to him, Ben Zoma. The rabbi turned to him and said, Between the waters above and the waters below, there are only three finger breaths. The rabbi turned to his students and told them with great sadness, Ben Zoma is gone. Several days later, Ben Zoma died. Without the power of Gavua to separate the waters, we cannot live. The overwhelming flow of Chesed will wash us away. Some describe Gavua as the link to the world of husks or shells, in Hebrew, klipot. Remember that in Isaac Luria's myth of the shattered vessels, the holy sparks of the broken Sfirot flew back upward to Binah, while the shards fell down into the world of dense matter. Mythologically, these shells are the source of evil and of hell. Alan Moore in Promethea gives us a more psychological perspective of this idea. The husks, he says, are what remains when we have allowed the sacred energy to drain out from any idea or experience. Religion without inner truth becomes repression. A marriage without love becomes a prison. Any activity without meaning becomes a shell. And life without meaning, without story, as Callan Willems might say, becomes a hell. This has been the Neshama Project Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. Until next time.